Is that what you would have done? <laughs> you just hear that rejoin there of different takes from our different NFL experts and key just would you say Captain uh, Obvious? Yeah, really. Keyshawn J. Will Zuba presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn with Key. And um, can you let me just talk Jets here for a minute? I know Do that you. they're it's, not it's going nine to o'clock. be. Go ahead. I know they're not going to be a team that everybody's going to be talking about. They're not going to be a team expected to make the playoffs or do much. You know right? there's I other teams that. in the NFL other than the Jets. And I also know that this is coming as well. As apparently, you know, I just want to mention a New York team once, and it's too much New York. Well, I don't care. I'm doing it right now because I need, I need you to help me. <laughs> Who's going to say it's too much New York? I, people, I guess, but it doesn't matter. I need you to help me. So, Zach Wilson was the pick at number two. He had the throw of the pro day season, as you remember. I don't even know what that means. Well, that's what somebody said. I understand. And... There's a lot of expectations about what he can become, but what he is right now is a pick machine. Yeah, it's not, it's not quite there. But I want you to listen to what Robert Sala, the new Jets head coach, who I have a great respect for, who said despite his struggles early on here in training camp, he's not worried about Zach Wilson. The, the reality is like he, the, the result, is, especially in training camp, is, is a much bigger deal for you guys than it is us it really is this is like his process is exactly where we want it to be his study habits are exactly where we want it to be his demeanor out in the practice field is exactly where we want it to be the the result is i mean that just that's a pacifier to make people happy uh but he's going in the direction that he needs to go he's he's got the right mindset he's doing everything that he needs to do and uh when it clicks it clicks yeah yeah the results are a pacifier? Yeah, because you guys are looking, you told for, me. You're looking for results so you can pacify yourselves and feel good. It's not a pacifier. The results okay. tell me whether or not this guy knows what he's doing or can play. I'm sorry. He's this seven, is the same franchise that had Christian Hackenberg, okay? Years I can't old, get over it. But the same franchise that Christian Hackenberg has nothing to do with the organization now because it's not the same people evaluating the talent. This you sounds like a very it, slow you gotta let it, process. You got to let it mature, man. You, 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 you and your New York little buddies with your green jet jerseys on, y'all want everything right now, instant microwave. He's not ready to do that yet, and neither are the Jets. So the Jets have punted on the season. Oh, they, oh, oh it's the reality of the it. The Jets have punted on the season it's while they're asking me to pay, you know. It doesn't matter. They're PSLs not going to tell you. They're not going to tell you. So the, are tickets they're not, they're free to the be, game? They're going to be competitive. The season, so the, the, uh, tickets are free. Com, they're going to be come competitive. Come to MetLife for free because we're not trying to win this, this year. This is not New York anyway. radio. You don't have to scream. It's not New York radio. It was kind of frustrating. They, they, they are basically punting on the season, okay, getting guys ready for the future. That's what they're doing. They want guys to be ready tomorrow, not today. And that's okay if that's their mindset. If that's where they want to be, you want them to be playoff contenders with Buffalo and New England right now. Their, their roster's no, not made up that no, way. No, 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 no. You got to no. let this young kid mature, develop. You took him second overall matter. in the draft. Well, you're telling me Justin Fields should start for the Bears, who could be a playoff team. But I'm hearing that Trey is there Khalil, could is there, play for the 49ers. Is there, is there a Khalil Mack on this defense? The Jets? C.J. Mosley's pretty good. Is there a Khalil Mack on the defense? It's a simple question, yes or no. Well, no, of course not. Okay, so they're not ready yet. Chicago's ready. Chicago's right there. The Jets are not. Because of that, Allen, you want him to do all the right things like Robert Sala says. He's processing. He's processing doing every- study habits and demeanor. Yes. 
That is what I want to see. But I've also seen video of him missing a receiver by about, I don't know, maybe 15 feet. I've also seen Peyton Manning throw 50 interceptions as a rookie and turn into a Hall of Famer 100 years later. It doesn't matter right now. Stop getting all excited about damn training camp. Hey, it was 28 interceptions, and why are you yelling? Because you're making me yell by sitting up there getting mad about an interception or two in a spring game, and one of the interceptions was a tip pass. So now you're going to tell me, well, he needs to get it over that guy's head. That, that's exactly what you're going to tell me. No, what, what I want to know is that this was the right pick because it was the second you pick in the draft. don't know if it's the right pick just yet. You've got to I've got to have it. some evidence it's the right pick, though, Key. And I think some that, evidence? Uh, it's the second he, pick in the draft. You don't know. You don't know if Trevor Lawrence is the right pick and number one overall. You don't know. You what are you know? looking like that for? You don't know. Oh, so you, you knew, have a pretty so, good idea. So, he's a, so he's let the me right go. Pick. Let me go back and and pass. So you knew Joey Harrington was the right pick. Oh, I never knew that. Did Did they know Carr was the right pick in Houston? Again. Did they know Blake Bortles was the right pick in Jacksonville? And all those and are Blaine great Gabbard and all. I could go on and on and on. You don't know. The coaches have had got to develop him. They've got to put him around good people to make it work. How does how do veterans on this team feel about this? Where you're like, well, we're punting on the season because we got to develop this kid. Here's my thing: I wouldn't feel so but bad about it if you had already know what you, they got. Man, if you they had a veteran guy that I'm like, well, he could start for now. Then I'm all right. Well, they're, like, they're, all right. Their you approach, can still be competitive while he's learning. If he's not ready to approach, start, then why is he? But the they starter? may feel they're competitive. They're fielding a competitive team with the roster makeup that they have. Joe Douglas may feel that way. You don't have to have a veteran court. What? Okay. Why I would like the veteran quarterback in the room is to kind of teach him how to be a pro quarterback. Doesn't mean that the veteran quarterback has to play in front of him, but the veteran quarterback can certainly communicate with him. But it's nice insurance to have. And they got Johnson, I guess, so maybe they look at that as the communicator. Come on. Maybe they look at that as the communicator. I'd rather have a guy like Mark Brunel was that guy. All right. I'd rather have somebody like that. Vinny Testaverde. Uh, has played but that Vinny role as well. can play though at the yeah, time. Yeah, but no, but I'm saying like you had guys like that along the way that that could have provided that. But I just feel like if he's not ready to, like I get it. the processing, study habits, you know, d- demeanor, all that stuff is nice. But by week one against Carolina, Sam Donald, like if you're not ready to be a starter, then why was why should he start? No one says he's not ready to be a starter. You're, you're reading too deep into it. That's not what he said. He said that he said the results along. are a pacifier. The results in training camp in, in week one. Like, stop worrying about that stuff. I can't, as a damn fan, I man. Can't, I cannot stop worrying about the Jets and a draft pick for another quarterback they're that still doesn't look like he's to, ready to go. They're not going to the playoffs this year. Just let it sink in. Enjoy them developing the team and building a culture. Enjoy that. This is not the team that I was on when Bill Parcells rolls into town and we instantly go to the AFC Championship. This is not that team. This is not one of those. This is a team that has some youth, and they're going to get better over time if the coaching staff is any damn good. All right. So you're telling me I have to be patient you got to be patient you in this situation. You realize you're talking to a New Yorker and a Jets fan. Yeah, but that's fan. your problem, though. 
You the one that was born and raised here, not me. I, I mean, I, I mean, change your mindset. To be patient when Ch- change it's your been mindset. A decade now since even just being in a conference Ch- championship. Ch- game. Change your mindset. That's why I got to get you out west to be able to just calm down and relax. Listen to the waves. Smell the smell the fresh air. That sounds really good right now. Well, let's tell you a little bit about. Uh, remember, we told you about Mort's report uh, about the Colts giving extensions to their hierarchy. So Chris Ballard's GM, Frank Reich as well. They get contract extensions. They are in the fold now for, what is it, the next, I think, four or five, five years. Well, uh, more good news, by the way, and maybe even some big news for the Colts. Remember I was telling you how they're trying to figure out if, if Jacob Eason could be the guy and to hold, um, just to hold down the quarterback position while Carson Wentz is recovering from injury. Sam Ellinger as well, the, the rookie that they took in the sixth round, I believe. Like, he actually been playing really Texas. well. So they're saying that these guys are competing for the backup role. Yeah, this is the backup role. Why? Carson Wentz trending to uh, open the season as the starter. No, that's good for him. Uh, how is that happening, right? And uh, um, you also have Quentin Nelson, who has that foot surgery that he had to have, trending on the same path. So that's great news if you're the Colts. So it was, what was it, five to? Five to 12 weeks was which the is original a big, Which plan. is a big gap. Yeah. Now you have a whole month here before the season yeah. opens, so that does eat up a lot of that time since it's surgery. So could be ready as soon as week one, which would be tremendous. So you don't have to that's, worry about it. As long as they're not rushing him back and they're fully healthy, yeah. then that's a good thing. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Barbasol. Barbasol shaving cream available in five fantastic flavors to customize your close shave flavors. Whether it's the classic original or sensitive skin, there's one for every face. Find your favorite Barbasol today. Close shave America. Close shave Barbasol. So what can the Dallas Cowboys be? Well, Mike McCarthy certainly feels like they've got a chance to do it all, win it all. Let's talk to a former Cowboy. And Daryl Moose Johnson joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Moose! Moose, how are we doing this morning? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. Good morning, Keyshawn. Good What's morning, Alan. Boss? Good morning. All right, so you've got three rings. You've won championships. You understand when you walk, probably at the beginning of a season, when you look around the room, what you're made of, and like, yeah, yeah, we've got a chance to, to win one. I want you to listen. This is from uh, Hard Knocks, Dallas Cowboys season, uh, last night on HBO. Uh, Mike McCarthy addressing his team. Now, Key, when he's listening, had his feet up. He was like, not impressed. I'm ready to run through a brick wall. Moose, tell me how you feel after hearing this. This is about winning. It's about winning the world championship, period. Period, because that's all that matters. Going to playoffs ain't good enough. Having a winning season, not good enough. Getting to the championship game, not good enough. Okay? Because it takes everybody. And you may be tired of hearing this. I've been part of one championship team. I've stood in front of one championship team. It took 77 men to win a world championship. And that's just the way this thing goes. And once you hold that trophy up, I'm going to tell you right now, it's heavier than you think it is. Man, let's go! Hard Knocks, Jesus. Dallas Cowboys streaming on HBO Max. Moose, how, how are you feeling when you hear that speech? That's like Ted Lasso talking to Jamie Tart right there. <laughs> uh, um, I, I think all the points are, are very well made. Um, it, it, it really is a complete team effort. You're going to have adversity and injuries during the course of the year. You talked about 
Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson up in Indianapolis before I came on. Uh, you know, those are the things that can happen to you during the course of the season. So it, it, it takes everybody. Um, and, you know, it, it, it has to be frustrating for, for Coach McCarthy. There was a lot of talented teams up there in Green Bay. And for him to only have one, one championship with Aaron Rodgers uh, at the helm, you know, has to be frustrating. But, but again, that shows you how difficult it is. Uh, but, I, but I do like, you know, getting to the playoffs is not good enough. Winning the NFC East is not good enough. Winning the NFC is not good enough. It's all about winning a Super Bowl. So I, I, I really like the messaging. I, I think it's good. I think it's something that those guys need to hear. But that does not mean that is going to translate into a championship this year. I'm so glad that you uh, answered that question for Allen because he thinks that they're going to win a championship based on Coach McCarthy screaming and yelling on the obvious. <laughs> the obvious. That I don't would put be. words in my mouth. I don't think they're going to win a championship. I just felt like I would have been fired up hearing that speech. I'm ready to go hearing that speech. You should but be ready to go based on the season coming up. I'm getting lectured, Daryl. Getting lectured. Just Moose, so you know. how worried are you about uh, Dak's shoulder? Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting that it kind of came out of nowhere, but the time they wanted to sit him down was, was pretty extensive at the very beginning. Uh, I, I thought it was reassuring that they reached out to, to the Yankees and I think the White Sox, uh, you know, to get some information, so which makes you think, um, you know, repetitive motion like a pitcher, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe baseball trainers being more familiar with the rehab for, for something like that as opposed to, uh, to football and a quarterback. So uh, Jim Maurer is fantastic. You know, Jim was our trainer uh, yeah. with the Cowboys when I was playing, and he's, he's, he's outstanding. So um, if anybody's alarmed, just know that he's in good hands with the medical staff that they have in Dallas. Uh, they're going to do things right. They won't put him out there before he's ready. Uh, but I, I, everything that we're hearing down here in Dallas right now, um, ahead of schedule, looks good when he's throwing the ball on the field. He'll always step away from the team drills and do a little bit of one-on-one. Uh, you know, on a different field and, and make, you know, substantial amounts of throws. So uh, I, I definitely think he's trending in the right direction and, and is going to be fine for the start of the season. Does he need uh, preseason reps after missing all last year's training camp enough? I think he needs the preseason reps to be in the pocket, a live pocket with bodies around that leg just to kind of get over that final hurdle. Uh, does he need to do that in preseason? Can he just wait till week one to do it? Yeah, maybe. But I, I think every time you hear quarterbacks getting back into the mix, and, and we've got the Vikings at the Bengals week one, and that's one of the things that Joe Burrow is struggling with a little bit right now. Uh, and he's admitted it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, subconsciously worried about people around my legs in the pocket. So that, that would be the one big thing for me. Uh, you know, it's a little bit different situation with how the injury happened when you talk about Dak and you talk about Joe Burrow so you know maybe Dak is is fine mentally but that would be my only my only concern is is how does he look in the pocket in in a real live 11 on 11 drill are his eyes still down the field can he feel the rush or is he looking for the rush Dow Johnson joining us right now on the Goodyear hotline so let's talk about Dak Prescott and this offense for the Cowboys this year how good can it be with the weapons that they have the offensive line Back healthy, at least for now, we see, and of course, him under center. Yeah, that's the whole thing. You know, it all hinges on the offensive line, how healthy they are. Um, you know, Tyron Smith has really struggled to stay healthy during the course of the season. I mean, he's outstanding. Um, you know, Zach Martin, uh, you know, the last couple of years, uh, you know, it's been hard for him. Lyle Collins, 
uh, you know, younger, you know, got the hip fixed in the off season. You know, I, I think that of the three, that would be the one I'd be least worried about. But it all hinges on how healthy those starting five guys are up front. And, and really, you know, what happens at, at left guard and center? You know, how do they, you know, they resolve that? Uh, I think Beatish is a, is a good player they got from Wisconsin a couple of years ago. Um, so the health of the offensive line dictates how effective they are running the football with Ezekiel uh, and Tony Pollard, how protection holds up for Dak to be able to throw the ball. When you look at the skill positions, uh, you, know, you can stack them up against virtually anybody in the NFL. I mean, they're really, really good. Uh, but it all hinges on the health of that offensive line, and we saw that last season. Mm. You know, when you, when you lose your two starting tackles, and and you're even looking down to you know number four, number five, you know guys that you never anticipated taking meaningful snaps during the course of the season are now your starting left and right tackle to start the season. Uh, that was going to be uh, that was going to be a tough road for him. And then as soon as Dak went down, it was just uh, it was a real struggle for him last year. Daryl Moose Johnston joining us here this morning on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. How how uh, improved do you think the Cowboys' defense is right now to be competitive? You know, Keisha, and I think that that's where the, you know the biggest jump has come from so far. Uh, a lot of rumblings here uh, that Dan Quinn has made and an immediate connection with the guys. Um, and, and remember, I mean, the Rod Marinelli system going from the Rod Marinelli system to the Mike Nolan system. Uh, you know, during the course of an offseason that was impacted by the pandemic the way it was, that, that was gonna be that was gonna be challenging if they had a normal offseason. But when we had all the changes last year and, and there was just not enough time to be around each other in person to really be hands on, I mean you're transitioning personnel, you're transitioning technique. There was so much that they were changing that, that when that pandemic hit, you know, it, it, in hindsight it might have been better to do a, a gradual transition from from Rod's system into Mike's system now we're going back you know you know Dan Quinn's system is going to be much more similar to what Rod was running uh, than what Mike was putting and I think it fits the personnel a little bit better I like what they've done in the secondary Uh, one of the things that everybody's talking about defensively is the amount of depth that they have there Uh, so you'll be able to have a good rotation in your defensive front you've got some options on the back end in your secondary uh, and and with uh, you know with Micah Parsons and Jabril Cox coming in, I, I, I think that that linebacker level has gotten extremely competitive as well. So they're going to be fast. Um, they're going to play hard. Uh, there is talent there. So I, I think your your biggest key to to how this season goes, along with the health of the offensive line, is is the performance of the defense. And and I think a lot of people forget, you know, our first Super Bowl when we won our first Super Bowl. One of the sides of the ball was ranked number six, and one of the sides of the ball was ranked number one in the NFL. And, and I think a lot of people would say, well, your offense was number one in the NFL. No, no, it was our defense. We had the number one defense in the NFL, and that, that really helped our offense with all our, our firepower and our, our star power on that side of the ball. Yeah, and you, you talk about your championship teams, and you know one of the things out of this weekend that we got to enjoy with the Hall of Fame ceremonies was Jimmy Johnson being inducted, and also he – and Jerry Jones sort of having that that moment uh, that we've all kind of been waiting for. So I'm curious how you felt uh, about that, to, to have Jerry say that, that Jimmy will take his rightful place, ring of honor, and, and, and be remembered. And the fact that their relationship seems to have mended at least to a point where they can, they can talk nice again. And, uh, and Jimmy Johnson, once again, can feel like he's a Dallas Cowboy. 
Yeah, well, I think if you go back and you, you look at the guys who are in the Ring of Honor right now, you know, from that era, you know, Troy, Michael, Emmett, Darren, Larry, Charles, you know, a big part of that is is the teams that Jimmy Johnson put together. So, you know, he, he definitely deserves to be in the Ring of Honor, and, and I think that that was where a lot of that came up. You know, should he have been the first one of that group to go into the Ring of Honor? Because it was really – you know, his front office savvy and, and the building of that team and the coaching of that group of guys that, that allowed those guys to achieve the success that we did. So, you know, I, I think that that's where it all comes from. Um, and, and it was really good to see, you know, both Jerry and Jimmy, you know, kind of mend fences again and, you know, have that discussion. I, I know it means a lot to, to Jimmy. And, and you saw how, how much it meant to him to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, I, I don't know if he, if he really truly believed he was going to get there. Um, you know, a five-year stint here, a five-year stint with the Dolphins. Did he do enough as a coach and a front office guy, you know, in the building of those two teams, you know, to earn the right to be in the Hall of Fame? It's it, it's such a hard, hard group of guys to become a part of. And I, I tell you what, from the from the moment David Baker walked on the set at Fox and you saw the emotion there uh, when he was when he was presented, um, and then just since that time, because he didn't get to go in last year, I mean, Jimmy has just been so excited. And we had our seminar for Fox, you know, the weekend before the Hall of Fame inductions. And, and just to, I mean, he was, he was on cloud nine. I mean, he was so happy. Uh, he's in such a good place. Uh, and, and I'm so happy for him, and I'm so proud of him to be in there because it, it really is. I mean, that is, that's the ultimate. Um, there, there's a lot of guys that have Super Bowl rings um, that, that you may run into or bump into, but there's not many Hall of Fame guys. Uh, that, that have that ring on. So that, that's a really, really special group of guys to be a part of. Yeah, and so again, for him, obviously, and a, and a cool moment if you're a Cowboys fan or anybody that's just been following the league to see that relationship between he and Jerry sort of come back together and maybe it's good karma for the Cowboys going forward. Moose, great to talk to you. Good to catch up. Thanks for joining All us. All right, Moose. You got it. All right, Keith, take care. Uh-huh. All right, again, Daryl Moose Johnson. He won three Super Bowls, uh, two-time Pro Bowler as well, and as he mentioned, Fox Sports NFL analyst these days. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance, former number one pick and an undrafted free agent. They're trying to replace a future Hall of Famer. And an update on one of the most intriguing quarterback battles this season. We'll discuss that. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot 
Welcome back. I find a team that we haven't talked about a lot, but is a really compelling story going on with them, and that is New Orleans. That is the Saints. New Orleans. It's, it's, is it a quarterback battle key? I don't know if it's a battle, but there's definitely a story going on there with the two quarterbacks as they try to replace Drew Brees. And to talk to us more about that, Dan Graziano joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Dan. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you guys doing today? For are, some reason, I feel like you're hot right yeah, now. I don't know why. Comfortable. <laughs> no, I'm good. There's a truck going by, so you're hearing that. But no, we're, it's it's uh, it's only 8:30 here, so it's only about 750 degrees <laughs> with uh, 400 percent humidity. So yeah, <laughs> we are uh, we're heading toward bigger numbers. I so, think. So yeah. tell me, Dan, about this so-called quarterback battle between Taysom Hill and Jameis. Yeah. Is there a quarterback battle? Or is there a quarterback decision to be made? I think the Saints want it very clear that it's a competition, right? They they want they do not they do not want Taysom Hill to get the impression that he's not a realistic option for them because they they, they want to give him that chance. They feel like he's earned it. Same thing with Jameis Winston after the year he put in here last year as the backup or the third stringer, as it turned out. So they are they're splitting the reps evenly. Uh, they're telling it like I I just said on Get Up that when I put in the requests to talk to people at all these camps I visit. The Saints told me if I request one of those guys that they're also going to bring me the other one. Like, that's their rule. So everything appearance-wise is set up as if it's a true competition, and I don't see any reason to doubt that it is. Look, when Drew Brees got hurt last year, Sean Payton put Taysom Hill in as the starting quarterback. He's clearly not afraid to do that. Now, all of that said, I think there's probably – it's fair to acknowledge that Jameis Winston offers more in terms of throwing the ball and the ability to do things downfield – if he has ironed out the turnover issues that dogged him throughout the early part of his career. That's the big question. I'm not sure that the Saints are going to be able to answer that, even if they make him the starter, until they've played a few regular season games. I found it interesting that Jameis Winston, a couple of clips, as you mentioned, you know, him meeting with the media, and we're not doing Zoom anymore, which I'm sure for you is probably great. Uh, but the fact that it is. when he talks and meets with the media, people have taken note to how he just sounds different. And he said it's, he's trying to be more like a CEO, that this is who he is now. He's grown up, he's matured, and he feels like that's how he wants to present himself. Is it that obvious? Like, is there a big change in him that you're seeing from the little bit that you've been down there? No, but I always liked talking to Jameis Winston. Like, when I would talk to him when he was at Tampa Bay, I, I always got the impression that this was a, a strong leader type who was serious about his business. I, I don't know what the narrative is about he sounds different because in, in the press conference, he sounds to me like my past experiences have been. Now, maybe his reputation was otherwise, but I don't believe that there were teammates in Tampa Bay that, that had a low opinion of him or didn't think he was a good leader. I think you know, the reason he is not in Tampa Bay anymore, two reasons. One, too many turnovers. Two, Tom Brady wanted to go there. So uh, I, I don't think it's, it's that. I, I think you're seeing a guy that spent last year out of the spotlight. The first time he's been out of the spotlight since he was in high school, right? I mean, since he was a freshman at Florida State, he has been a big star with a lot of attention on him. So it may be that you're seeing a more relaxed guy as a result of that, that that that, that year has had an effect on him that's coming through. But personally, I, I, always, I always thought he was somebody that was enjoyable to talk to and, and insightful. Dan, this is when the show turns a little bit, right? This is when you and I, we get real comfortable Uh with each other at the bar and we chilling and having real conversation that no one else should know anything about. So what's the problem with my nephew down in Michael Thomas down in New Orleans? (laughs) 
don't you? Why, maybe you should tell me. I, I don't know. You might be a better source on that than, than anybody. I don't know. I don't know anything. I um, don't know anything. All right. So, um, yeah, maybe send him a text or something and, and see and let us know. But, uh, it, look, I, I, I did some poking around on this the last couple of days because I knew I was going to be here. And I, I, The sense I get is not to read a whole lot into that tweet, that it's not necessarily like a, you know, a, a situation that's going to blow up. I think there's some dispute, obviously. The Saints are on record saying they wish he'd got the surgery sooner. Um, was that what the tweet was in reference to? Possible, but I don't think we know that for sure. I, I don't, like, he's not unhappy with his contract. Contract's still strong. Uh, he's in the early portion of it. It's a very good deal that he got a couple years back. He's, it's not like there's, like, this long list of Aaron Rodgers-style grievances that he's going to he's going to have a press conference and air them all out and talk about everybody that that he wishes were still here I, I I don't I don't think we should jump to the conclusion that that this is an unfixable situation or that his relationship with the Saints is permanently broken I don't think we should expect him to be traded honestly how are you going to trade a guy when he's hurt anyway so I think this is probably one if I had to handicap it that simmers down a little bit given enough time. Yeah, I just wonder if they just look at family history and feel like, you know, do we want to go down that road? We've seen in the past people related to him. <laughs> oh, stop! To deal with. So, you know, we shall see. I mean, you know, you're not you're Could not happen. seeing. What happened? What happened? You're not seeing, though, like a potential of, you know, moving on, trading him, any of that stuff you're saying. You think it's just all going to get calmed down eventually. Yeah. I mean, don't rule anything out, obviously, but again, the questions I've been asking of people around the situation is, how serious is this? Does he want out? Has he asked out? And, and the answers are coming back, like, just let it, let it play out a little bit. Don't jump to any big conclusions. What, what I can say, though, Dan, is, is for those people that don't yeah. know him, he's a no-nonsense serious guy. He doesn't want to play games. You know, yeah. keep it straight. Yeah. Don't play games. Too many times organizations and coaches play games with players. And so you see where players are like, hold on, man, you're not going to put a muzzle on me or set a narrative about who I am as a player and as an individual in my community. So I kind of can read between the lines without even having a conversation yeah. with them. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, look, they're going to have time to smooth it over again. He's injured. Right, like they're not going to they're not going to trade him at this point. There's certainly time for the relationship to, if there are issues to get ironed out for them to iron out. And you're right, no nonsense. I'm sure. I mean, he can go into Sean Payton's office and say, "What's the problem? Can we work this out?" And it's entirely possible that that will or even has happened. Right. He's got to get healthy, of course, first. Um, C.J. Henderson seems to be available. What, are the Saints in on that? Yeah. I mean, they'd be nuts not to be, right? Because they, Sean Payton has made it clear on the record multiple times, cornerback is a, is a position that they need help. They've already signed three cornerbacks since camp opened, uh, three veteran cornerbacks, so they, they, and they just had another one retire yesterday. So if he's available and the price is right, I would think that you can count the Saints as, as one of the more interested suitors. Again, we'll see where that all goes. A lot of teams need cornerbacks, and he's obviously a guy who's very talented and very young, what the price will be for Jacksonville? Are they just trying to get it out there, see what he, what they can get for him? Um, you know, we'll see. But yes, if there's an available cornerback that the Saints think can help them, I, I I would believe that they are definitely at least finding out what the cost is. Dan Graziano will pay anything for air conditioning right now. Dan, great to talk to you. Thanks so much for the time. All good. All right. <laughs> All right. Dan Graziano on the Goodyear Hotline live from Saints Camp. All right, coming up. 
that time of the show. Call the roulette, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your hot takes, your questions, your topics, everything. And, of course, a couple of things we might see in the complaint department. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do we have anything in the complaint department today, Keyshawn? I'm sure you do. You always got somebody complaining about something that they don't like. At Cool Breeze wants to know. What? You will know it when you see it. Something you said earlier in the show. About what? And he said, what does that even mean? You'll know it when you see it. You'll know it when you You'll see it? You'll know if a guy is good once you see it. Once you pay attention to him and look at him and touch him and really analyze him and break him down, you'll know if he can play. Okay. It's like you, you know, you see. No, when you see it, I, you know, I know what you mean. I just I, this he needed you to explain that a little deeper. I know what you mean. You know when you see it, you look and you're like, like I've ever since you said that the first time, I have actually followed that more than ever. Which is the <laughs> he just looks right. Like that's the best way to say it. You look at right. yeah, he just looks right. Because some dudes don't look right, and they're probably not right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like eh. yeah. But there is such a thing where guy looks really get off the bus typing, couldn't play dead in a cowboy movie. Yeah, really good in the airport. Yeah, really good. Not get, good in the area. Like standing next to him getting off the bus. Yeah. But wouldn't want him standing next to me in the huddle. Uh, Ashley uh, Schaefer said, uh, I had the worst jet take, talking to me, I had the worst jet, jet take ever heard in a long time on radio right now. Did you really expect Zach Wilson to be a pro bowler on his first 11 on 11? Jeez, man. Well, that's the New was York. That a bad, was that a bad take by me? On that? I'm concerned. Yeah, it's, you shouldn't be concerned about a dude that's just he just left the prom a week ago. Like, come <laughs> it looks on, like man, it. seriously. Like, but you took him a, number two. Doesn't matter. He's got to be good. He's good. Are they got to sure? develop him. All right. Quickly before we get to calls, also, you are big on numbers, right? Jersey numbers. Oh yeah. You yeah, look yeah, at yeah, yeah. you're like that. Does that fit? Yeah. So Lionel Messi, as I'm, of course you know, because you follow soccer so yeah, closely. Yeah. All right, Barcelona let his yeah. contract he run just, out. He just resigned he's, right, for two Paris years. Paris Saint Germain, yeah, right? He's Paris there now. They're going to have a super team there. Neymar, okay. the whole thing. That's a super team. But Neymar had ten. He offered it to him. Ten is like the star, right? Ten okay. is the star player on the team. And Neymar offered it to him, and that's Messi's number in Barcelona. And okay. He said, "No, I'm good." He's wearing thirty, which is like a goalie number. Oh, is it? 30 was his number when he first yeah, came know, up with yes. Barcelona as a teenager. He was a, it looks gross. He, he was, yeah, he was 13, actually, when he went there from Argentina. And it looks amazing. gross. But it's a weird – do we have a, a photo of it? That small. We it, seemed like, no, it seemed like all soccer's soccer numbers would be small. Single digits yeah, or – small. 
Small numbers. But can't 30, be a 30. What are you, Steph Curry? <laughs> that doesn't even look right on Steph. Right? No. So I think we'd try to get Key to see. You see the jersey right there? Yeah, no, I, I get it. It looks like a goalie. What are you, Henrik Lundqvist? Like, what is that number? Although if Messi stood next to me at Starbucks right now, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't know. even know who he is. Mm. You'd, you'd know him. Trust I, me. I mean, it's just, I know who he is, but you know what I'm saying. He blends security, in so well. Security detail around him. I get it's it. like he's but, a president. But he can blend in. When he in. went to Paris, it was like, it looked like, seriously, it looked like it, as if Biden had gone to Paris. All the stretch limousine, all the security is incredible. Yeah, these guys, they, by the way, what the number, the money you see NBA players make, these yeah. guys, they, they, you would blush at that. Like, you'd, like wait a minute. Same, it's though, right? a joke. They no. make it 40 and 50? Oh. Higher, Bob. No, I'm talking about on the field, not off the field. I'm yeah, just well, talking the, about on the field. Everything, though, combined? Yeah. No, I'm not talking about combined. I'm just talking about for their play. About comparable, right? No. No. Still higher. Really? Yeah. I thought it was all, I thought it was in the 40s no. and the 50s. Yeah, well, nobody in the NBA is making 50. Man, Steph Curry is at 50. Not a yet. 48 or whatever not, you want to call yet. it. Not yet. His average is, is at 50. Okay. Well, bottom line is that number 30 jersey that we think looks weird probably will sell <laughs> millions of copies of them. Whatever. All right, let's get to Call the Roulette. 888 ESPN, 888-729-3776. Spin it. Line three. Hey, this is Cody here from Richmond, Virginia. Uh, love you guys. Love the show. Keyshawn loved watching you tear up the field when you played back in the day. I just had a question in regards to the Packers. Uh, I was wondering if um, all things go well in the fantasy world and Gutekinds decided that he wanted to give Aaron Rodgers all the decision-making power that he desires, do you think there's any chance that he sticks around in, in Green Bay after this season? Well, what, what's the point of having a general manager if you're going to give him all the power? That well, is pointless. I think what he's saying is, is that Aaron Rodgers wants to have a say, and clearly they're already catering to it, Randall Cobb being there. So what he's saying is, is that if Gutekunst is good with it, like we'll talk to you about things we want to do with the team, and he's happy about it. Is that enough to keep him to stay in Green Bay? Why wouldn't I think, it be? I think it would be, especially if they win a championship. If they win a world championship, yeah. Well, if they win a Super Bowl this year, sure. But what if they're just, again, you know, they get to a conference championship game or something like that, but they have made it now where I don't know what it. you want is what you'll get. You don't think it's enough? If, you, if, if they win a championship, I think it'll be enough. If they don't win a championship and they get beat in the playoffs or something like that, people will start to see you would disrupt. They'll, they'll start saying it's you, you disrupted Aaron Rodgers. And see, if you just did right, we wouldn't be in this position. It just becomes a mess. Okay. Spin it. Line five. Or not. Oh, man. Spin it again. Yeah. Line five's out. Spin. Line two. Yeah, Pablo from Pennsylvania. Just want to say I love the show. Keyshawn, love you, man. I, I always love watching you, man. I'm still looking for number 44. If I catch him, I'm going to tell him about that day. Hey, I, what is it going to take to get Damian Lillard in the Sixers uniform? Well, it'll take Ben Simmons to begin with, but that's already been in the conversation, and that hasn't happened yet. It's amazing that Simmons just remains out there. He's not talking to the team. There's no connection right now happening between him and the Sixers. That is something to really watch. But as the offseason for the NBA starts to quiet down, that's going to be a huge story before training camps begin in a couple of months. But what is this about 44? 
What was he talking about? I think he, I think he's I think he's referring to Corwin Brown, ex teammate of mine at the Jets, played for Detroit, and he knocked the snot out of me going across the middle when I was in Tampa. I think that's what he was referring to because that's the only forty four that I could think of in sports that hit me. Is that what you're talking about? He's yes, laughing. Sir. That's yes, the sir. one you're talking about. That dude, man. <laughs> I've been a yes, hey. yes, hey. I kept playing though, man. It, it looked ugly on TV, no, but looking, I kept playing. I, I, wait, wait. It, I, it was, I need to It was see a this. very vicious hit, but only I would be able to get up from that. You wouldn't be able to get up from that. I need to. I, oh, yeah. that, oh, you you lost something on that play. I lost a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you lost. Yeah, you lost something. You know what? I'll, I'll tell you, though, in all respect. But I still The headline good. on YouTube is Keyshawn Johnson gets destroyed. Yeah, I, I did get destroyed. <laughs> Accurate. But I'm but I'm but I'm 100 with it. I ain't got no problem with it. I kept playing. Did you find your helmet or did someone have to pick it up? For no, you? I found my helmet. I checked my earring at the time. Your earring? Yeah, I made sure I still had the that. The earring I had. was still in your ear. Yeah, I was good. Well, maybe you shouldn't and, be wearing the earring. You gave him a target. You, you gave him something to hit at. When we off air, what I said on the sideline.